0: And now. And now, back to Hail Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. Friday edition, Hail Varsity, powered by Cornhead Logger, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We say hi to Jacob Padilla with Hail Varsity and Herdout Sports. At Jacob Padilla underscore, as uh, we're talking portal moves for Nebraska. Visit weekend, plenty of basketball going on. Jacob is with us. Jacob, how you been? Good holidays and
1: all that it's been a while yeah uh ha- has been a while i've been uh had a nice uh few days off there over the holiday break and it's been uh pretty busy since then with just all that, the high school basketball going on obviously creighton uh trying to uh, pay attention to brass a little bit on the side as well so yeah busy last few weeks uh good to catch up with you guys
0: well appreciate you doing so and, and let's get your take on the portal real quick is Nebraska's got visitors in uh, this weekend. We'll get to hoops in two seconds, but we're talking about uh, Talia, the talented quarterback from, from Maryland that's in the portal, and we don't know if there's any mutual interest, if there's one-sided interest, if there's no interest. Uh, as we had a, a listener in the stream say Miami, the U, if he can get that waiver for a uh, a third-team transfer makes a ton of sense with his family and his brother down at Miami with the, the Dolphins. All that being said, uh, would you entertain it if you're Nebraska, if there was some mutual interest with, with Talia uh, as uh, a quarterback option?
1: Yeah. I, I just think it's kind of a uh, moot point at this. I, I don't think there is. I, I, at the point, you're Nebraska good with Don Raiola and any additions they make will, won't be quite as high profile as someone, like Talia Tungo-Vailoa, I think. So um, it's kind of fun to think about. I'm still got to figure out how to – how he's going to get that extra year. Like I I know it was kind of a weird deal with uh, Alabama where brother got hurt. He went in for two plays or whatever it was. But, I mean, the rules are there for a reason. Like the, the coaches – that's on the coaches there for not looking out for the player's best interests. So, like, I – uh, if he gets it, great. I mean, it's better for a college sports to have uh, a, a player like him out there, wherever he may end up. Um, but yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. Kind of, I, I at this point, I I have no idea what to expect from any kind of waiver um, applications because I I thought at one point at one point I thought I kind of understood how it all worked uh, and kind of what <laughs> the the kind of the qualifications were the requirements uh at this point i have no idea um so we'll, we'll see what happens on that point but i think i think nebraska is going to be rolling with dylan rayola and maybe you you add somebody else that can add, add some depth to the room some some experience but i don't think i think with the way things worked out uh with them landing uh uh Raiola and with um uh yeah uh, the why, why am I forgetting his name uh the Ohio State
0: Danny Bleep and Kay yeah. yeah
1: yeah uh with uh oh, McCord, Ohio State quarterback. McCord. thank you McCord I don't just completely show the I'm I'm not in on football at this point at all it's you're crazy. fine so, brother you're good out my head. but uh just kind of with the way that all worked out it kind of points towards Nebraska not adding too high profile and they've got Royola signed uh signed already so I, I think that's the way they're going in that quarterback room well jacob let's let's reset a talking point from yesterday and zoom out then a little bit if if quarterback isn't a need for nebraska now i'm with you i don't think nebraska makes much sense from the Tonga of camp it makes some sense from nebraska's point of view but not all that much what are nebraska's transfer portal needs in your mind based on position uh the the, the best players you can get <laughs> obviously so like like a running like you you like, you like to add to the running back room um i think that that'd be a priority but it's like it it's got to, i think it's you're looking for like an impact player because i think you've got guys in that room already like okay you you can get by with these guys these guys can play they can contribute like i don't know that it's a super priority to add like another guy like that like i don't know how impactful that would be like you're guarding yourself against injuries cuz you've got some guys in that room that you don't 100% know, a 100% no, um but I, I mean like I don't I think for it to be like the number one or whatever like it's got to be a dude that can come in here and kind of be the starter like that if you can get a guy like that I think that that's very high on the list um like if you just go out and add depth to the room then maybe that lowers on the list I guess that, that's the tough thing about kind of like the uh like ranking all right with the the most important versus it's Ultimately, it comes down to where can you get the best players? Um, so, like, if you can get a better wide receiver than you're finding luck with uh, in the running back room, then obviously that, that's a more impactful move. Like, you, you'd like to add got legit uh, experienced guys at both those spots um, just based on what you have, the youth and uh, the injury concerns at those two positions. Um, so I guess you kind of lump those guys in at that point. Maybe, maybe a linebacker just kind of uh, with what you're losing there, but getting Bullock back, I I think kind of lessens that depending on how they feel about the young guys in the room. Um, And that's part of it too. Like you you don't, there's a lot of guys that that played last year for them um, that played in spurts that played their four games or whatever. Where are those guys factoring in here? Are they going to be ready to be guys that they want to give more heavy snaps next year? Um, so, like, if like pass rusher, like you're pretty good at that. Like, if you feel good about the young guys there taking a leap in year two and all the guys that you mix in there, probably don't need to go out and prioritize somebody like that. So, it's, it's kind of hard to answer from the outside looking in because a lot of it is how do the coaches feel about the guys they already have in the system and coming back next year. But I think running back and wide receiver, are the two, like wherever you can get the the best talent at, at those spots in particular is where I'd be looking.
0: Jacob Padilla is with us from Hale Varsity and heard at sports at Jacob Padilla underscore on Twitter. Jacob, to basketball we go, and impressions for Nebraska. Uh, as you've kind of kept an eye on them, you've kept an eye on Creighton. As Creighton uh, had a you know an impressive second half against Georgetown, fought really hard uh, against uh, Marquette. Uh, if we go back to to, to last weekend, so, Creighton trying to get some momentum picked up. A thought on the Big Red, though, and what's in front of them at Wisconsin.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a big game for Nebraska. I mean, at, at this point, uh, the, the schedule is pretty – or the, the record – or the resume is pretty light, but they've taken bear, care of business outside of that, that two-game stretch um, there with, with Creighton uh, and, and Minnesota, 12-2. Uh, and two. Um, they, It's been a long time since they've had a record this good. Um, So that's very encouraging. And now you got uh, to start to kind of take the next step, take a step forward. Is, all right. You got to start punching up at the higher level teams like Indiana. It's a good win, but it was at home against a team that's struggling right now. Uh, I mean, they're only 93rd in Kempom uh, Michigan state was probably their best win, but as talented as they are, we also know that Michigan state has kind of been all over the map. They've had some real struggles <laughs> and then they bounce back and, do what they do to Baylor, but it, it just, it's kind of a tough team to figure out. But again, that was also at home. So Wisconsin uh, on the road, if they're able to get that, um, I mean, their Kempom's got them as a nine point uh, dog in that one. Um, like that would, I think, take the discussion uh, in, in a different direction. like, okay, it's a good team. It's a solid team. They, they've for the most part done what they need to do. Um, if they get a win like this, then you start like, oh, these guys might be for real. Um, so that's kind of what's uh, at stake this week. They're not kind of you look at their their profile and they're they're solid, they're good, they're not necessarily great in any one area on either side of the ball. They're just pretty pretty good in a lot of areas. Um, so like that's like uh, the profile of someone that's gonna w- win a lot of games, but maybe not be uh, in that top tier there. So. We'll see now, um, can they go get a really good road win uh, to, to put on the resume along with like Michigan State, Kansas State, Indiana. Those are solid, um, but I think Wisconsin at Wisconsin is a different type of game that we're looking at. Jacob, what would this team have to show you to make you think that this could be the team that finally gets Nebraska's first NCA tournament victory. Is there anything that this team can show over the next, say, month or so that would lead you to believe you know what this is the team? Uh, well, go out and beat uh, a top twenty team. <laughs> um, like that's like I said, Wisconsin right now is thirteenth in Kenpon. Um, You go out and beat a team like them uh, in their place. Like if they don't get it done, like that doesn't necessarily like oh season's over. They it was all uh, a sham or whatever. But It it does tell you, it would tell you something about, okay, they've, their ceiling is maybe a little higher than we thought. Um, They've got a lot of different guys. Like they've, uh, Rink Mast, um, Keisei Tominaga, Bryce Williams, Juwan Gary are all within like what, two points of each other, all like 12 and a half to to 14 points a game. Um, It's it's a well balanced team offensively. Um, They've got to go show that, all right, um, we need a bucket, um, defensive pressure has really picked up, um, how, can we do that? Can we go get the tough buckets when we need them? Who is that guy that can do that? Um, is there somebody that's going to emerge as kind of the go-to option or is it going to continue to be just kind of ride the hot hand? You never quite know who's going to have the, the the big game um, that, that way, I think. So kind of like, all right, tough buckets and then continuing to improve defensively, continuing to um, – make sure that the rotations are on point that they're uh they're communicating well they're they're doing all the little things because they're they're not elite um like personnel wise like physically in terms of like they don't have lockdown defenders throughout their lineup it's got to be a team uh defensive scheme where they execute really well so um those are kind of some of the things that i'm looking at uh there
0: Jacob, thoughts on the prep landscape tonight and this weekend. A uh, couple of minutes left here this segment. Uh, what do you got your eye on?
1: Uh, yeah, I just obviously just wrapped up with the Metro Holiday Tournament. Um, uh, the the Gretna game winner last Saturday.
0: It was special. One of the,
1: uh, yeah, one of the coolest things uh, that I've ever been in, in person for. Um, just the way it played out um, for, for those seniors, especially down the stretch, he had three different seniors make huge plays to win that game when they um, that it was not going their way. They were able to turn it around. Um, and then Landon Pokorski, obviously, delivering a game winner and then pointing up at the sky with his teammates huddled around him, um, like honoring Brad Fieken. That That's one of the coolest things uh, that I've seen, and that, 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 that'll that be hardened at <laughs> the to, to top. Um, but we're, we're back in a regular season play now. Um, saw a lot of metrics. Sure, the Central uh, Miller North boy-girl doubleheader is probably the biggest um, kind of uh, point on the uh, on the schedule today, but I just watched a ton uh, of Metro, so I'm going to be at Scott Roncalli seeing a little Class B uh, basketball tonight. Um, so, yeah, it should, should be a fun one.
0: Jake, I appreciate you much. Great work and coverage as always, Bud. We'll check in next week, and, and thanks for a few minutes today.
1: Yep, thanks for having me
0: again, guys. Appreciate appreciate him. That's Jacob Padilla. Uh, what's the latest on Nebraska's visitors? We'll tell you on the way with Hale Varsity.